so you said being a dad now. Yes. Uh, we know right after, right before the games, you you had a baby. Yep. yep. How's that going? Uh, it's been going. It's been going. Yeah, getting some sleep, uh, trying to when I can, and uh, but I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And my wife, uh, my wife's doing an incredible job, and and she's just uh, Clara's just the happiest baby ever. So it's been a great blessing, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah. And. It Hi, this is the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. I am Scott Schweitzer, and I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. My friends, Amy Rodowski, Charlie Yodi, along with myself, are just average ordinary CrossFitters who participate to compete at life. However, we love the sport of CrossFit, and we wanna bring you the latest news from the Open to the Sanctionals, all the way to the Games. We will be doing interviews with athletes and sharing our daily struggle in the gym and in the kitchen. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you would like to be so kind as to give us a rating, that would be appreciated greatly. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale CrossFitter. And with me today, I have my normal crew, Amy Rudowski. Hey there. And he's back. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Charlie Yodi, what's going on, buddy? Hey, now. All right, so we are back with you. Um, it's been a couple weeks for Charlie, about a week and a half for Amy. And we want to talk to you about our training week. So, Amy, how was your training week? Well, I would say it's mostly going well. I've got my half marathon race coming up on this Sunday. So uh, the prior training week, um, you know, I did have some high volume with some heavy squats and some heavy legs. And can I just remind everybody how much of an assault that the assault bike is really on your body? Yes. And I've been trying. Do we need a reminder? I mean, I just feel the need to remind my myself and anybody that might be listening for just for comfort but so I've did, done a lot of bike stuff lately but now um, this coming week I'm kind of dialing back my training and my volume um, I'm supposed to be doing a squat wave but I'm going to kind of uh, wait on that until I recover and get ready um, for the race so that was my training week Charlie great uh, I'm going to go the opposite direction I have been pretty consistent this week um, adding some uh, excel in so there's that there's 40 that. plus club is going hard and and fast that's never mind the um so yeah i think it's a it's a great start to the year great start to this uh challenge that we have going on here and uh yeah and i would like to add let me just add this about the 40 plus club real quick um we've been trying to do a better job about our warm-up um you know usually it's just three two one let's go well, today we had to go back to our three, two, one, go because somebody uh, overslept and wasn't prepared. See, what had happened was you were working on your recovery. Exactly. I was mobilizing this morning uh, from my Casper mattress, and that, never mind, never, that was going a bad direction, too. So, um, so, all right, moving on. So, my big question for you is. Uh, how are the uh, Rogue Invitational Online Qualifiers going for you? Well, so I saw that you guys uh, uh, challenged me with that. And, you know, so I have 
I've taken the first step and looked at the workouts. So that's progress. So we're we're in the right direction. We're moving directionally correct. Well, the only way to the games is a sanctional, man. That's right. That's right. All right. So my training week, uh, I came off of surgery last week. I did some light work last week, uh, like 20 dumbbell light work, uh, some air squats. Um, probably a big mistake when you're going to work a uh, an event and be on your feet all day and moving around. Uh, that was that was not wise. And standing on concrete all day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. Then I went to Mayhem, which we're going to talk about here in a couple of seconds. Um, and I helped out with the Mayhem Classic, lifting a lot of sandbags, um, lifting some wood and some uh, gates and corrals and that kind of stuff. And uh, on Sunday, because the standing was killing me, as I told Amy before we went on air, uh, I just walked laps. Uh, I probably did about a half marathon <laughs> just around the gym, the event floor, uh, because at least it was getting the blood flowing through the legs and not just standing still. Um, so that was my training week. Now I drove like eight hours back uh, yesterday. And today after this podcast, I'm going to hop on a bike and just get loosened nice. up a little bit and then get back into the full routine uh, going forward. I will say that's one of the most surprising things about volunteering at a, an event is how painful and how much work it is on your body to stand on concrete for that many hours a day. Yeah, I think my back hurts worse after that than doing a week's of weeks wads. I agree. So we've talked about mayhem and that I was there, but we're going to talk about the event as a whole now, kind of give you a recap of kind of what happened and it's going to be a two perspective approach because Charlie and Amy watched the stream and I was there live and I didn't see any of the stream to know how that went. Uh, I haven't had time to kind of go back and look at it, but so guys, how was the stream from the mayhem event? I thought it was really well done. I mean, from my perspective, like it looked like, um, the venue was was great. I loved the announcing. It kind of reminded me of some old school regionals with that aspect. One of the things that I found super frustrating, though, was um, on some of the events, you c there wasn't a clock. Like, we couldn't see a clock or know what the time was to know when people finished. And so they would say, oh, we think so-and-so took the heat. We'll have to wait until we have the final results. But w we just had no idea. So from my perspective, I didn't like that. I think they touched on that a little bit because there were some technical difficulties happening uh, throughout the broadcast on both um, pretty much all the days. Well, except that that first day when the the good dudes did their event, they, everything seemed to be working perfectly. But uh, once the the event started, there was a couple heats that there was you didn't know who the leader was, you know who the time was, um, but they were actually on their YouTube chatting saying hey we understand what's happening so they were they were still being upfront about you know not being able to see the 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 information that they were hoping to put out but overall it was a it was a good event it was a good the camera work was good that i have to say that you mentioned about the good dudes that was an awesome um part of the event i thought watching the good dudes do the workout was really cool yeah a little bit mislabeled um, should have been like the mayhem people <laughs> or good dudes and dudes friends and dudettes or <laughs> right. whatever. Um, we all drink coffee, so <laughs> we're in this too. Uh, speaking of coffee, that good dudes coffee. Is it good? Really good. 
Really good. I just started drinking coffee like 10 weeks ago. Uh, and I had like five cups of it over the weekend. All right. Just to get me through. Um, both the light roast and the dark roast. Tried them both. Ooh. Okay. I wasn't. I probably wasn't ready for the dark roast jump, but after about a half a cup, what the hey? It was. It wasn't too bad. Right. Um. So it's funny you guys mentioned all that because it was a. I don't even torrential rain. Storm, thunder, 50-mile-an-hour wind day on Saturday in Cookville. And the athlete tent leaked. I uh, saw that. I saw Rich Sr. post about that um, and all the flooding in there. So the, the tent company's scrambling to get in there, but there was water everywhere in that tent. And you have all that equipment for them to use. Uh, it was insane. The, it actually started leaking through the roof of mayhem. Oh, my goodness. Uh, not like to a point where it was going to affect the event, but like drip, drip mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And they had posted uh, some pictures of guys on the cranes and kind of looking at the roof and seeing what was going on. Yeah, it was, it was, I'd never seen anything like that. You know, being in the Midwest, we get like some tornado weather, but that was insane. The rain was coming down in buckets and, um, ju- just nuts. So that threw off. I, I guess the router fried for the um, for the scoring pe- people. Okay. Um, and I actually was standing by Rory a couple times over the weekend, and he was really kind of the guy behind the scenes running all of that media stuff. And, you know, that scoring equipment is not cheap. Right. And they so it was a big expense to them to give, because not only was that to work for you on the stream, they had TVs around the, the floor that were dedicated to just a list of who was in first, second, third, and fourth, and their finish times when they came in. And it rep counted as they went. Um, and when that worked, it was amazing. I mean, I, kn- I know you guys have both been to a regional where it's a live event, and you're clueless as to who's... You have no idea, yeah. Who's at what rep. Yeah. These, they had like six TVs around the floor okay. that were designed to have all that. And after the good dudes on Friday night, never once did all six TVs work. Yeah. Um, and Saturday was just a disaster on that as a whole. There was a point, there wasn't even a working clock on the floor for the athletes to see. Okay. So was it just by their time, their chips? or? S- so the, the buzzer, oh, yeah. the buzzer, buzzer still okay. worked, um, and it recorded their time on a computer. We just couldn't see any of it. Yeah, just think about all that anxiety. If if you were the you know rich and the you know throwing that event, I mean those are all things out of your control that you can't do anything about. And the person that was most anxious was Rory. Yeah. Uh, so we tried to calm him down, um, but I want to say from from a overall perspective of the event live, it was the best event I've ever attended in my seven years of attending different events across CrossFit. That's uh, great. It was so laid back. The crowd won. They only allowed 250 tickets to be sold. Uh, so there wasn't a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of people there, but most of them were vendors, athletes, athlete families, um, special guests, uh, because like Adrian Bosman was there, um, uh, Jessica Griffith, Kelly Jackson. They were kind of walking around. Uh, I, know, I know there's a plethora of others that were kind of there, too. And uh, but it was just laid back. Everybody was cool and cordial and nice to each other. And it was like a like a family atmosphere. 
Well, I think you've got, I mean, it's Tennessee. That's that's kind of the culture. Southern hospitality. Southern hospitality. And then you've got the CrossFit community, and these are all people excited to be there. And you've got so many athletes and people that are there now in Cookville. Um, you know, Rory's living there now full time. And, um, and, and, you know, sometimes Southern hospitality seems a little fake. Right. This was as genuine as genuine could be. Um, again, one of the best experiences I've ever had. And the place looked amazing. For a gym to t- convert itself into that, uh, they had a VIP area up above. Um, they had the balcony where you could come out and walk, watch. And then they had a curtained area where you could just go sit in, drink a beer, have food. Um, it was really cool. Now, the one drawback was one of the curtains got sucked into the air intake of the air conditioner. Oh, no. Uh, so the VIP area turned into a sauna for mm. a period of time. So they figured that out, and Senior finally figured that out because he is the handyman of mayhem. <laughs> Just so you know, he does everything. And people were like, don't touch that because it's better that Senior get mad at himself than get mad at you. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was a great event and great to be there, and I highly encourage uh, you, my friends, and anybody else out there to attend this if, when they do it again next year. I have to say, too, some of the events, I mean, were, were fascinating to watch. The – uh, squat snatch with the dumbbells like those dumbbells were massive and almost looked like they were going to topple over them that was that was amazing and I don't think on the um, handstand walk that had to be unbroken I don't think any time that I tuned in that I ever saw anybody break during that or get no rep so I might n- have missed it but I only saw one person break okay uh and it was it was like, like the last rep. He was trying to get that last rep, and probably went a little sooner than he should have, and made it almost the whole way, and then fell. Yeah, that's amazing. So, the events. Uh, I want to say I talked to some of the athletes. They all said it was pretty brutal. The only person that didn't that actually told me they felt good Saturday night was Ben Smith. Mm. Uh, every everybody else, he said the only thing that hurt were the lunges. But every, but he's said I've been upping my volume. It wasn't anything that I couldn't handle. And he's not too far off from having his meniscus repaired, right? Or I think it was a gr- it was a great look into the mind of Rich in terms of CrossFit and his thoughts about what CrossFit is, because you could see how how much you know there were so many different things, to different movements, and different. Uh, combinations of things that were classic CrossFit, but still gave that little bit of edge of, okay, I'm going to make you guys hurt a little bit. Well, and the other thing is everything had an homage. I don't know if you saw his videos that every event was something that he had done at some point in his career uh, going through CrossFit. The other thing is the floor wasn't as wide. I mean, it looked like regionals, but the floor was not as wide as regionals. And so, that's why we didn't see a barbell until the last day mm-hmm. because they had to convert the floor. I don't know if you noticed. They were thin la- lanes um, so Friday and Saturday. Sunday, they widened the lanes for the barbells, but the heats had to go to six heats yep. uh, per event. And you could tell when they were doing the, what she, the event she was talking about with the dumbbells, when people would come down and – they would drop them and kind of go a little bit. It almost hit somebody in the ankles or almost hit somebody else, but they were so big, they didn't really fly around anywhere. But <laughs> Not like it was, our 35-pound right, dumbbells. If it was a 35, somebody would have got their ankles a little clipped. 
And so were there any other events that you... Uh, well, just speaking of those little videos that he made, I saw where, you know, it was the rope climb one, and he was talking about, yep, I programmed a rope climb. Everybody wants to keep talking about the rope climb, and it just made me laugh to see him talking well, about Well, speaking that. of the rope climb, it's probably a good time. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to talk to Ben Smith live at Mayhem during the event, and he dominated event six, which was the rope climb, uh, heavy double under Zeus rope. Uh, so at this point, I'm going to flip it over to my interview with Ben Smith done outside of Mayhem, and we'll be back with you after that concludes. Hey, everyone. I'm just live outside of the Mayhem Classic, and I am here with 2015 Fittest Man on Earth and now 12-time games qualifier, uh, Ben Smith. Ben, how you doing? Good. How are you? Uh, so you just competed in the Mayhem Classic. Yep. And how did that go for you? Um, I thought I it went well. Um, took have some good takeaways from the weekend, so it's always good to come out and compete and kind of see where you are, shake off the du shake off a little bit of rust, uh, kind of see where you're sitting and all that. And um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Uh, so, what did you think of the event? It's, it was really different having it in a gym as opposed to an <coughs> arena. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was a very different event. I like the atmosphere. I like the environment. I like that it was inside. Uh, inside a gym and not like a convention center or something like that. It made it feel very, uh, very intimate there. Um, the volunteers and everybody was incredible. The event was incredible. Uh, Rich did a great job. Roy did a great job. Everybody that like all the behind the scenes people. It was cool meeting everybody and everybody just kind of pitched in and did their part. So I thought it was pretty, uh, pretty fun. Yeah, and it was probably the most cordial event I've been to in in my seven years of coming to uh, CrossFit events. Yeah. So you got an event win this morning, mm -hmm. uh, event six. Mm -hmm. uh, that was awesome. You uh, you actually pretty much dominated that event. That just seemed <laughs> to be in your wheelhouse. I guess so. I think I just like those uh, legless rope climbs. Any type of pulling like that, I, I enjoy that. Yeah. So um, so now you have you already qualified for the games through the yep, open. Correct. Uh, you came here. You did this. Mm -hmm. uh, you're. You know, last year you got in through the wild card. Yes. What is your plan now? This is really the first time you've had a full season to look at sanctionals. Yeah, and I don't want to burn. I, I don't want to kind of burn myself out and just compete myself into the ground this year. Um, I want to kind of space it out and plan it out well and build up to the games, hopefully. Uh, so I think the plan. I'm signed up for Wadapalooza. We'll see. We'll see about that. Um, still not quite sure because it is still just a month away, and we just had this one. Right. Uh, and that's a lot of travel, a lot of competing now with a baby. Um, but, uh, that one and then the rogue invitational for sure. And that hopefully that'll be that final little tune up before, before the CrossFit games. So do you look at rogue as like a testing or like actually tapering down for it? See if that works for the game, things like that. Yeah. Like a last chance kind of to chest uh, check and see how training is going. Um, I think these competitions are good to come to kind of elevate, to elevate the game, ele elevate the game of your training. Right. So like, uh, so your training might be at a certain level and you're comp you're competing, uh, is always going to be higher than higher intensity than that. So it kind of then you go back home and your training is a little bit better and you know what you need to work on and you see you have, you know, weaknesses and holes. Um, so it kind of does elevate your your training level at home. Uh, so you said being a dad now. Yes. Uh, we know right after right before the games you you had a baby. Yep. Yep. How's that going? Uh, it's been going. It's been going. Yeah, getting some sleep, uh, trying to when I can, and uh, but I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. And my wife. Uh, my wife's doing an incredible job, and, and she's just, uh, Clara's just the happiest baby ever. So it's been a great blessing, and I'm very thankful for it. Yeah, and it, it doesn't affect your training much, or? It just changes. Things yeah. just change, you know. Um, so it's not, no, hasn't affected it too much. 
Uh, but it's definitely been a change. And that's where the batteries died in my recorder and was one of my biggest only disappointments really from the weekend is that I couldn't go a little bit longer with uh, Ben because I had a ton of questions for him um, about his games championship in 2015, about that last event with Matt Frazier going toe to toe, being the last man to ever beat Matt Frazier at the games. Um, and we never really got into that, but Ben did assure me that he was, uh, willing to do a full interview with us, uh, coming soon. So we'll get that done and we'll ask all those questions to him. So back to mayhem, uh, Amy actually has something from Will Morad, what he said about the events. Yeah. I just, if he posted on his Instagram, you know, he had to withdraw from, um, the competition because he had a, a minor setback here, but I really liked what he um, put on his Instagram and he said mayhem was programmed by an athlete for athletes. No BS as a pro in the sport. I appreciate that the facility equipment and athlete care were all top notch. And, and I, the athletes I talked to, they said it was brutal and it was hard, but they weren't complaining about the events at all. They were just saying, and I believe that if you're giving it and, I, and rich kind of said this live in the, in the venue, if we're giving a ticket to the games, it's got to be hard for sure. Right. We're testing. This is a test to get you to the next level and you need to pass that test. So with that, we had a couple people win, uh, one big surprise on the women's side, the winner. <laughs> does, anybody, does anybody remember her name? What is her name? It starts with a T. Uh, uh, Claire Tum, Tia, Tia, Tia Claire Toomey. No, that's oh yeah. Right. Weird. Yeah, she made this event look like uh, Candyland <laughs> right. when the rest were trying to play chess. Yeah, but that's her That's her home field, though, too, right? That's where she's training now, so. I don't no. think that matters. I don't okay. think so either. Okay. okay. Well. <laughs> I think she just, she is so fit, and she made those heavyweights look like nothing. Uh, those rope legless rope climbs. She was the one person that could fly up that rope without having to stop continuously. What's scary is that she's not even in game shape. So you want to hear what's really scary? Just this is some inside information here. What? So her 14 year old sister has come to mayhem to work out. Oh my gosh. And the rumor is from the people I've talked to, she can keep up with her. Okay, I mean. So we may have another Toomey uh, to watch very soon right. in some respect. Uh, the other thing, while we're talking young, uh, Paige Powers, yeah, 16 years old. Uh, she was the only person other than Tia, right, to finish event seven. Yes. Uh, that with the handstand push-ups and the heavy uh, squat cleans. Mm-hmm. And she crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. She, that bar never even looked hard. And her handstand pushups were fluid. That was that was amazing. And But, of course, she is trained by the greatest coach ever. Actually, she's coached by his wife. Oh, yeah. that's true. You're right. Yeah, Darren Hunsacker's wife oh. is training her. Um, and they've moved to Michigan. So she's actually out of Michigan. And they're opening up a gym there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's where she's out of, but it's still part of that mayhem family, mayhem family, 16 years Something old in the water. 
Wow. And so the actual um, ticket for the games, and this is kind of confusing at the moment. So at the at the event, they announced that Danielle Brandon got the ticket for the games. Now there is a chance that with uh, people declining their invite to the games and the line moving in the open on the open scoreboard, that, that she will then get in from the open, mm-hmm. and, and Fee, Fee would then get the, the the nod. Either way, I think we're all excited that she's made it to the games, one I, way or the other. We all are, or all you of specifically? us specifically. All of us. I know one person in particular that's really excited. Uh, and I've actually talked to her, and uh, she's actually agreed to come on the podcast. Um, and I really have a lot of questions for her, but we'll get into that another time. I have a couple, too. Okay, good. Come prepared. Yeah, be ready. It'll be the most prepared you've ever seen me. <laughs> Just like if I get to talk to Con Porter. So then on the <laughs> male side, uh, getting his first ever sanctional win... And fighting through a jujitsu accident uh, with a really bum ankle and knee, uh, Chandler Smith. Yep. He's a boss. And what a good dude. Like, live, meeting him, amazing person. Uh, But he, if you looked at those squat cleans, they looked a little ugly. Yes. uh, Because that left leg was injured doing jujitsu. And... uh, Man, he still made it through. All, did he make it through that or almost made it through? I think he almost made it through. Yeah. So he got the win. Uh, he is already qualified for the games through the Open. Yep. Uh, so that went down to Schaefer. Luke Schaefer. Luke Schaefer. Um, and we know him from OC3 Black last year. Yep. Yeah. Also great friends with uh, Street Horner, who's uh, one of our favorites. Oh, yeah. So... Now three of the OC3 black people are back at the games. Uh, the ladies qualified at Dubai on the team, mm-hmm. and now he has qualified individually. Uh, so that's pretty cool there, too. And rounding out the podium, why am I drawing a blank? Third place was... For the men? Oh, J- uh, Adler. Uh, Adler was in third. For the men? Yeah. What's his name? Something... He qualified. Through, he was like way up. He uh, he actually beat Patrick Vellner for the Canadian national champion. Right. Uh, Joseph Adler. Sounds about right. I think so. Sorry, uh, Joseph. Uh, that dude, um, he's fit. He's really fit. Uh, and he had a camera crew with him the whole time he was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were talking French uh, like you would not believe. I could not understand a word they were saying. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. I knew it was a J. Sorry, Joseph. Yeah, I did I mention I drove eight hours yesterday and then went to work this morning? So yeah, that rounds out the podium on the men's side. Um, but it was it was a great event. There was a lot of really fit men. I think the men's side was more complete top to bottom uh, to watch all the heats. Uh, the women's was pretty much a top four, um, top four-ish. Yep. Um, it was really cool. I got to say, uh, just as a, a longtime fan of the game itself, seeing Becca Voigt compete oh, yeah. uh, live and keeping up with the youngsters. Jeez. Uh, She's almost 40 plus club. Yeah. Uh, she is amazing. Uh, and what a sweet person. Great. Great to talk to off the floor. Um, so, yeah, 
I was really excited to see her. That was, I've never really got to see her up close and personal a little bit at the games when I worked that she was in the masters. Uh, but it wasn't close. I had to kind of see her from afar, but this was really awesome. And let's not forget our second place women, our local, uh, fan here, Christy. Oh yeah. I forgot to do that. Christy took second and she was pretty consistent the whole way through. Uh, Tia took first in all but one event. Uh, Christy was right behind her in most of those events. Daniel Brandon took first in the one that Tia did not. Yep. And uh, she was right there with them. So it was really a three three horse race. Fee was kind of close, uh, but really the, that top three was uh, was it. And Fee's uh, a local, a local Ohio one. Yeah, um, Cleaning at yeah mentality and. Speaking of, though, I was thinking about our boy, Saxon, um, and the shout out, though, with he was one of three, I think, that were able to, that was able to complete the rope climb workouts. Only three men completed. Correct. And Correct. Saxon was one of them. Yeah. It sa- Saxon had a great weekend if he didn't have to do the trail run. Yep. Yep. Um, I told him that I'm tired of him trying to do the comeback thing. <laughs> like, just have a good event to start off and then just maintain it. Yeah. Uh, but his, him and Spencer both have like this terrible start to every sanctional and then they, they start coming on, uh, cause Spence won an event too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they come on, but it's just a little bit too late and there were too many men that really, that didn't have the bid. So there were a lot of people that he, he would have had to jump. You know, I'm a little bit disappointed that I haven't heard you mention this guy's name because I feel like that's, oh, well, you were at the event, but Charlie, I feel like all that they announced um, on the stream was talking about Tola <laughs> Morquino. They just they kept saying his name, which I think is a fun name to say. But I, I mean, tell you how many times I've heard he has the heaviest recorded clean and jerk yep. and snatch in a competition. Yep. Every event he would get on there, they would announce that. So, what's funny about that is I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing him because. I, I saw him in Dubai on this on the stream, uh, and I'm expecting this large man to walk up. He's not. Uh, I would say he looks like a point guard. Okay. Uh, taller, probably the Fitkowski height, mm. uh, which is amazing for the 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 numbers he's putting up. Uh, a little thicker than Fitkowski, but not by much. Um, and he actually stayed in my hotel as well. Uh, very quiet gentleman. I uh, didn't participate in the CrossFit talk at the uh, Continental Breakfast <laughs> uh, with with the rest of us. Um, but, yeah, it was, seems like a nice guy, just pretty shy. Maybe he was and, just super back. focused. I, I think he's I just think he's a quiet guy in general. OK, just his demeanor. Not that he's rude or mean or anything. Yeah, maybe like he's that. just an introvert. Yeah, just just quiet. Um, so anything else from the the weekend? It, it was a great event. I, I told Rich and Rory that it was the best event I had ever been to, um, and and I do have to. I'm going to just name drop a little bit here at the end. Uh, Mike Dorwalt, my buddy, and I had to drop something off at Mayhem on Monday morning before we came back. Is that the name you're dropping? Uh, yeah, Mike Dorwalt, <laughs> lead of security. Um, so we had dropped something off at Mayhem, and when we went in, it was it, there was no classes going on. So we walked in and it was China, Tasia, Rich, Scott, uh, uh, Haley, Ellie, um, all the Mayhem crew, uh, and including Team Richie, um, Armin Hammer, 
all getting done with a workout and then cleaning up the event. Wow. No volunteers, no team, no staff, uh, just the athletes. That's functional fitness. Putting putting the plywood away, uh, all that stuff. But what was amazing was seeing Mayhem torn down. When it was set up for the, the event, it looked small. I was like, man, on TV, it looks huge. And then they tore all that stuff down, and you walk in, you're like, this place is huge. (laughs) (laughs) And it was massive. And then you kind of got to see that, uh, you know, the M where everybody gets their picture taken and all that kind of stuff. And it was pretty cool. But uh, so, yeah, that was fun. And what was awesome is Rich ran over to Mike and I and shook both of our hands and and said thanks brother for coming down we really appreciate it you are welcome here anytime you want and uh sounds, so that was pretty awesome sounds like, well, we're welcome sounds like friends are uh included in that <laughs> so uh the last thing i'm going to say about it if you go to cookville and you've never been on tv or on this all you all i've ever seen is the mayhem building rich's house and senior's house and so all i picture cookville is a bunch of houses in the woods and mayhem somewhere in the middle there. Uh, it is a town bigger than my hometown. Uh, it's uh, population 35,000. Uh, my hometown is 10,000. Uh, so it is a lot bigger than I ever imagined it being. Um, and so it actually has a really cool West End uh, where it looks like an old warehouse district where they've opened up restaurants and breweries and ice cream shops. And uh, it's really an awesome place. And I, I would go back for vacation. I uh, just got to convince my wife to go. Well, they just got a Chipotle, according to Matt Frazier. So <laughs> it's big news in town. They actually have a lot of restaurants, a lot of chain restaurants, uh, a big Kroger if you need your groceries. Uh, and I guess there's a lake on the east and west side of Cookville, too. Oh, so go. if you want to go camping or cabining or something like that, you can do that. But Well, let's finish this baby up. What was your best thing from the Internet this week? Charlie? And I have two. So mine actually goes with the streaming event. Um, You know, sometimes when you watch things on YouTube, there's the chat that's going on on the side. (laughs) And there's some characters on there that don't belong there and say stupid stuff. Um, But for one of the days I was watching, um, Brett Fikowski and Jacob Hepner were both in the chat and actually chatting with people. Um, people were asking them random questions about different events. Uh, they were interacting with basically everyone who was talking to them with a, And you did ask them to do the podcast? Uh, I did, and they said, uh, DM me. So we'll see that's, how that works. So that's really um, cool. I've, I feel like that would have been something that would have been nice to share with, with me, so I could have. Well, you were watching it, along, so. I always turn the chat um, off because it distracts me. Yeah, so. Um, but yeah, he was talking. I mean, they were talking about what Fiskowski thought about the events. They were talking about, um, you know, uh, Tommy threw a jab at Fiskowski, and everyone was like, "Oh, what do you think about that?" And he's like, "I didn't hear what he said. What did he say?" And it kind of was interacting there. So I thought that was a it's a nice little thing, just a, the show of how the CrossFit community and their their main athletes really are just you know part of the group, part just people who are fit and and enjoy time with other people. And that's how I would describe the the event live. That's how the athletes were there. They were very interactive, just walking around, talking to the crowd, sitting in the stands. Yep. Yep. 
I would say my favorite thing I saw was, as you all know, I'm a big Jamie Green fan, and she got married uh, over the weekend. But the more impressive thing, I'm a big person that's into balance of life. And I love that she uh, is one of the fittest women that there is. And at her bachelorette party, she was performing um, keg stands. Keg stand? Keg stands. So I look at that as, look at that balance. And then, you know, she gets in a dress and then gets married and has a great... If she had better balance, she wouldn't need people holding her up. Exactly what I said. However, alcohol is involved, I'm assuming. And and she does have to hold the tap. Yeah. Somebody can hold the tap. Somebody could hold the tap. Okay. Listen, it's still cool. Yeah. So I have two. Um, my first one is uh, more on a serious note. Uh, I listened to Talking Elite Fitness. Uh, it's actually episode 31, uh, their version of Fitness and Friends, and it was with Russ Green. Uh, a couple episodes back, we talked about the NSCA decision. Russ Green was kind of at the heart of that for CrossFit. He's no longer with them. Uh, But Tommy and Sean got him to talk about kind of the whole timeline of what went on and what it means and what what all happened. And there's some really interesting nuggets in that podcast. And I highly suggest that if you have any curiosity about that or if you're into weird drama and conspiracy theories, uh, there's some some stuff in there about that. So um, and hopefully, hopefully not to the detriment of CrossFit. Um, but, uh, there, there's a couple of things that are really interesting in that podcast. When you said conspiracies, Amy immediately turned it on and this is now I did get, to it. I, I did get excited. <laughs> I was like, Oh, conspiracy. Uh, and then my other one was, and it just came out either yesterday or today. And it's a new episode on Brooke Ens's channel. She has been missing for a year now. Um, and we probably all know why. Um, but she said that she kind of left competition because she kept getting hurt. Uh, she has an intro to it, which is pretty good. That And then uh, about a month ago, and we talked about that. That was one of my best things a couple episodes ago, was that she got the itch to do it again. And because she was a California regional champion, she got an automatic invite to the West Coast Classic. Uh, so she's going to do that sanctional. And she is back at it full bore and the video shows some of her training, um, but she is now 30 or 31, and she is really sore with the volume kind of sure, tick up, yeah. and there's a lot of like that, and she's trying to, she goes, I don't know if it's because I'm 31, or it's because my body's not used to the volume, or is it both, um, but there's just um, crampiness and soreness that she didn't have uh, the last time she tried this comeback, um, but as I said the last time, it's it was good to see her back to the bubbly, energetic, uh, goofy, joking around Brookends because uh, we haven't had that in, in a good year, and it was awesome to see her. And I know she had to go through whatever she went through, and I'm just glad that she's on the other side and doing so much better. Yeah, uh, I look forward was, to watching it. So that is what I have. Um, thank you so much for joining us. It was a fun week. Uh, it was great to be able to bring you perspectives from both live and stream uh, this time. And we'll just we'll keep giving you updates on that. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. Thank you. Peace. This is Penn. 
the Clydesdale CrossFitter and friends. Thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, please hit that subscribe button and consider giving us a rating. We would really appreciate that. We're available on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So subscribe on your favorite app, and we would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much for being with us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale CrossFitter and Friends. 